and welcome back to another episode of Straight Talk. I'm very excited because uh, I am in the pit lane in Rome. Joining me is the team principal of Mahindra Racing, Dil Baggill, and their uh, test driver and reserve driver, Nick Heidfeld. But we're not actually here to talk about Formula E, would you believe? Now, I was at Geneva Motors show at the beginning of March and there was one car that took the show by storm. It was the ultra high performance and guilt-free car, all electric, Pinin Farina Batista. And that is what we're going to be discussing here today. Dilbag, let's kick off with you because let, let's start off the conversation because it was actually a year ago today that Automobili Pininfarina was launched here in Rome. Who is Automobili Pininfarina? Who is the company? Yep, uh, Nikki, it was very exciting for all of us a year ago because that's the first time you actually wore blue. Yeah, and we launched uh, Automobili Pininfarina. It was, from a racing perspective, it was nearly a perfect day. I remember we were on pole and leading the race till we had some heartbreak. But going forward, I'd see Pininfarina is a company Mahindra acquired a couple of years ago. That's a design studio which all of us know and might have seen on the badge and a lot of Ferraris and lovely cars growing up. And we said, okay, now we've acquired this organization and we have Mahindra Racing. So they got together and we said, okay, let's create this company called Automobili Pin and Farina. So external design, etc. comes from Pin and Farina while the technology and a lot of it's going to come from Mahindra Racing. And that's how Automobili Pin and Farina was born. So this essentially is a sort of the start of our race to road program. And that's what we thought we'll do. And yeah, being here one year later and seeing the car here, and that's a record from announcing a company to having a physical car in one year. It's just amazing. Yeah, because I mean, you mentioned there Pininfarina. I mean, it is Italian name steeped in history. I think every Ferrari series production car between 1951 to 2008 wore the badge. So it is a name that we all know. We've all heard about it. But to combine that with such a new powertrain, an electric powertrain, an electric car, the Batista Pininfarina, is really marking the beginning of a new era. Now, this is a car that, would you believe, well, I mean, the price stands out quite a lot. <laughs> I won't be buying one at £2 million, but you can understand it when it has 1,900 brake horsepower and £1,697 per foot of torque, which is uh, quite an incredible feat there. Now, Nick, let's bring in... T- introduce you here because obviously as the well you're a test and reserve driver here at Mahindra but I do have your business card in front of me and you are now also the vehicle development and brand ambassador um, here at Pininfarina so you've obviously been involved in the development of this car talk us through facts figures how fast can it go how's it created what's the powertrain we want to know what's under the bonnet yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, the thing is, it's going to be quicker than an F1 car. Uh, acceleration target is uh, less than two seconds from zero to 100. Formula One probably is about uh, 2.4 seconds. It will be capable of... Reaching- Can we just say that one more time? Yeah, I mean, you, you said that so very flippantly there. Huh? What? Not yeah. in... How much? Say it one more time. <laughs> one, two, gone. So you are on already 100 kph or 62 miles by the insane under two seconds. Wow. Okay, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. And it will be able to achieve that because we have, as you said, nearly 2,000 horsepower, and we also have four-wheel drive. And more than that, each single wheel will have a motor, which is probably, from my perspective, one of the most exciting things because you can hopefully tune the car in every direction that you want. 
And it was recently launched at Goodwood um, at the members meeting. What did you do there? Uh, what reaction did you get from the crowds? We were quite positively surprised. Obviously, we went there because we know there are car lovers there, but it's it's mainly um, classic cars. And the feedback we got from all kinds of people, young people, older people, was was very positive, and and they they all loved the design of the car. And uh, just back then, I saw it the first time outside in the natural light, and I hope you will also be able to to see it then. It, even looks 10 times nicer than if you see it out in the wild. It does have a very beautiful design. I, I must agree with that. You know, I think when it sometimes comes to electric cars, to futuristic looking cars, you know, designs go maybe one step too far. Whereas the Pininfarina Batista, it's just got this really beautiful, sleek, stylish. It's very, very chic to look at. I can imagine driving that. I'm feeling very comfortable and at home. In it. Yeah, Dilbert, you're smiling. You can, you can see me in that car, can't you? Absolutely. I think, yeah. <laughs> I think the car will look good with you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the style and the design of the car obviously reflects a bit of the heritage as well, doesn't it? Definitely. I mean, Pininfarina has been producing and designing uh, cars now, or the, um, the companies there for 90 years. And as you just said, in the past, we've seen cars going electric and then looking like something else. I mean, in, in a negative way. And the idea here was... Uh, living up to the Pininfarina uh, name and brand to design something beautiful, just a beautiful car and not necessarily looking at it and saying this must be an electric car because it looks odd or different. It's, it's just beautiful. So um, who do you expect to buy a car with a price tag of £2 million? <laughs> this is obviously someone that has a, a collection of cars, I'm assuming. Um, and, you know, this is going to be one of, one, of, one of many, but probably definitely one of one that can go, uh, well, that has 1,900 brake horsepower. Yes, it's limited to only 150 pieces and uh, it might become a future classic like many other Pininfarina designed cars are now. And it might stand out even in the future to, to showcast what the technolo technology can do now. Um, it's, I think, the first uh, Hyper GT car that there is being electric. We've got some hyper cars around who have, which have more than 1,000 brake horsepower, but nothing electric and nothing as beautiful. So I would say it's the first of a kind. Um, and Dilbert, from your perspective, you know, the Mahindra chairman, and Anand Mahindra, why did he think this was the right way to go? You know, what's the sort of the story behind it? And who do you think the right partners are going to be going forward? Well, Nikki, you put me in a bit of a spot there. <laughs> Speaking um, on behalf of uh, Mr. Mahindra. <laughs> See, I think in the end of the day, we've reached a stage where we started believing in ourselves. Okay. And as Mahindra wants to now sort of expand and become a name around the world, and it was a stated objective that we want to be at one of the top 50 brands by 2021. This is a big step towards that. So we also realize that, okay, end of the day, it's beauty above everything else. The purity is above. And that's where Pininfarina sort of came in together. It wasn't really planned an automobile Pininfarina when we acquired Pininfarina. But then we sort of put together Mahindra Racing and Pininfarina. It's okay, here's an, a, a potential property which we can create, which could sort of be a sort of a halo across the whole brand. And that's where we sort of starting with. And while we talk about the Batista, Batista is going to be just first of a series of vehicles coming out of from Automobile Pininfarina. So it's just not, we're not just making 150 and stopping there. 
this is going to be a company which is going to be producing cars in limited volumes over a period of time. So I think that's something which we wanted to also understand is, okay, how do we sort of take quality of what we've been building in India for many years to the best in the world? Okay, and the thing was, okay, let's go start something which is super luxurious and then sort of we understand the manufacturing processes, etc. and bring it back into our other products. Because Mahindra, you know, you guys have got also a rich heritage of building electric vehicles. And to be able to now add a sort of hyper car into the mix, do you think this is going to change the focus of the company? Or is this, as you say, is it it's going to remain a halo car or maybe a halo series of cars? Well, I think uh, from our perspective, it's a really important step because it's one of the biggest investments we've made in the recent past at Mahindra, okay, starting a new company. It's a huge leap of faith for us, okay, to go to Munich in the middle of uh, where the big boys are in Germany and say, okay, now we're coming out of the company, uh, with a car company, which is sort of going to be cars, which are going to be competing with you or maybe potentially better than what you guys have been producing all this time. So I think that was a huge leap of faith. But at the same time, I think it's a belief, okay, let's learn and take those learnings back. And that's important because I think we're reaching a stage where the market where we typically are selling a product is becoming a lot more discerning. And we need to sort of start catering to this discerning customer in terms of better quality at every level. So it could be an entry-level car, but they, want, they expect a better quality at an entry-level product also. In addition to that also, I think it's a lot about technology. And a lot of the technology, what we learn out here, doesn't have to be 1,900 horsepower, but it's like a connected vehicles, autonomous vehicles and stuff like that, which can get translated and pushed back into our other products going forward. Because that you touched on something really important there, because obviously we are, although we're not really talking about the racing at the moment, we are sitting in the Formula E pit lane at the moment here in Rome. And the beauty of this is this it's, it's a great spot for you to test and develop technology in the electric space how much of the technology do you think that you're going to be using from the race cars that you're dealing with here uh, will get transferred into the road cars it's really important i think for me as a leader of this team and uh, the person who sort of started my the racing my biggest kra now is the race to road program okay this is sort of establishes our next and like uh, okay this team is going to uh, go on now is how do we take this knowledge back so we started a little bit of the automobile pin and freena but in addition to this we're going to be doing a lot more work and it's, it's interesting because there are small bits like how do we go lightweight a regular car so we have started like okay replacing some steel components with composite components learning from here we never knew how to work with composites at mahindra before mahindra racing so now we've learned how to work with carbon fiber. How do we make small pieces of carbon fiber to make one of those beast SUVs which you make, <laughs> brackets are there and stuff. In fact, it's quite interesting. And if I go to case in point, we have a very large division which makes solar sort of uh, farms, okay, like where we generate electricity through solar power, through mind the sustain. And one of the problems they had was, okay, while this array of um, solar panels had to keep sort of moving during the day to sort of follow the sun, they needed a bracket and they came to Mahindra Racing to get the bracket designed and we designed it on carbon fiber because after some time, just it's out there, like it could be close to the ocean, it started to either rust or like problems started coming to the metal, etc. So there are solutions which Mahindra Racing, it doesn't I have to be it. on the road. It's brilliant okay, There's stuff like that which we have sort of uh, starting to tackle. So we had Lewis out here designing a bracket for a tilting thing which had needs to have a life of 20 years with low maintenance so it's stuff like that which you need to start helping the company with that's fantastic right well you need to do a deal in all the countries that Formula E race in where they've got solar power plants I mean in Morocco we were just in Morocco in Marrakesh they've um, 
about a couple of hours outside of Marrakesh. We've got the world's largest solar power plant. We need to get you along there, don't we? <laughs> well, I'll go anyway. I love Morocco, as you know that, because that's that's hometown for Mahindra, right? I love the fez and the podium there. So I love to go back any time to Marrakesh. Awesome. Take me back. Yeah, you guys do quite well dressing up with your fez hats. <laughs> Did it bring you any luck? Come on, that's home for us. Three races, two wins, one podium, one pole position. I can rattle off statistics. 72 points in three races, 24.3 points average in Marrakesh. Okay, okay, so, okay, so, so uh, ladies and gentlemen, the answer to that is yes. yes. <laughs> so you just need to start wearing the Fez hats at every race, I think. Mm. <laughs> Let, let's think about that. That's a good idea. As, as long as you're in red. Have you noticed yeah, that? Yeah, I luck? know. I've got my lucky red uh, ri- don't tell the other teams, though. No, we, uh, I put my lucky red bracelet on today. Yeah, whenever Nikki is wearing something red, we do well. So tomorrow, please come in red. I'll check. You got the, the ticket. The only problem is I did try and put... I've got some red trousers that uh, I did try and put on. Unfortunately, I'm currently expanding quite a lot at the moment. They didn't quite fit. So. i got spare red trousers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, deal. <laughs> yeah, we're probably about the same waistband now. <laughs> Just to be clear, anyone listening, it's because I am now eight months pregnant. <laughs> uh, and Dilbag is just delivered twins. <laughs> <laughs> no, Dilbag is looking very trim, in fact. <laughs> I said, I just delivered twins. Oh, delivered. Okay, <laughs> yeah. there we are. <laughs> um, now, I want to know, when are we going to get the opportunity to actually drive this car at full beans? Well, the first cars will be delivered uh, end of 2020 and uh, proper testing starts later this year. And just in May, we plan uh, to go into the simulator for the first time. You have to remember that, as you just explained earlier, only one year ago, this whole project and and company was announced. So it seems like a long way uh, away, but we're actually moving quite quick. So where does all the development happen? In? Where, which um, track do you go to and where do you do all the testing? Uh, we will go to two different circuits. Um, at the moment, uh, where I spent most time is in Italy. Uh, there's a design, design studio there from Pininfarina. Actually, the car will also be built in Italy. A lot of engineering is, is happening in, in Germany. So that's a bit of traveling everywhere. You must be particularly excited that you get to drive a car. of. Um, well, it will ultimately be the most powerful car in the world. Yeah, extremely excited. Cool. <laughs> I mean, probably it's uh, a phrase used too often, but uh, for me, it's, it's like a dream come true. Even more than one year ago, there was an announcement that Pinin Farina was sponsoring and partnering with, with Mahindra uh, Racing. And I remember sitting there in the front and uh, talking about the, the deal and people saying, yeah, we will get some help with... Um, with um, with a wind tunnel and all I could talk about was just being part of Pinin Farina because since I'm a young kid I, I love cars I had model cars like the, you know the one to 18 scale models Ferrari F40s whatever so for me it's just really a, a dream come true and it, at the same time obviously there's a lot of pressure but in a nice way because for me it's is such an iconic brand that I want to make sure we, we deliver a good product and even more so that being together with, with Mahindra. For me, that's less pressure, but it's more of an obligation because uh, the team has given me so much over the last couple of years, so much fun and such, such great teamwork. It's, it's a great place to be in. And this is just the beginning. It's amazing to see, you know, considering the company only launched a year ago, you're now here showcasing uh, the Batista car and very exciting that, you know, within hopefully the next year, we're going to be able to see you in the driving seat. 
Yeah, I, I can wait myself. As you said, nearly 2,000 horsepower. People say, yeah, Nick is well placed there, having been in F1. But in the end, this machine will have more than double the power than F1. So we need to uh, do some testing. Oh, uh, if you are listening, I would just like to reveal, Nick has a very large smile on his face, grinning from ear to ear. Just the thought of uh, what is to come. Uh, Dilbag, Nick, thank you both so much. Uh, we do wish you all the best for this weekend as well, informally. And I'll remember to... Uh, try and make sure I bring some red trousers next time that actually fit me. Nope. Look forward to that, Nikki, and thanks for all your help, and I look forward to seeing you in a Batista sometime soon. Oh, now we're talking. <laughs> On the passenger seat. No, no sorry, Nick. That's <laughs> where you'll be sitting. <laughs> no way. Never, ever. If you've got the nerves to cope. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. That is another episode of Straight Talk, and we look forward to bringing you more news from the Formula E paddock very soon. Well, there we go. That is a wrap on another episode of Straight Talk. Thank you very much for joining. Uh, Do remember to subscribe and comment. Tell us what you want to hear. Who do you want to hear from? What do you want more of? And uh, we will catch up with you soon. 